Welcome to the Rise and Thrive Podcast. My name is Liz Paris. And I'm Christina Cyphers. We're sisters. And we have been on a journey to get unstuck in life and learn tips, tools, and techniques to find more success, love, and happiness. We want to share what we've learned with you to help you move from surviving to thriving. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Arise and Thrive. Got Christina and Elizabeth here ready to share with you some insight about not being alone. And this is going to be a two-part series, I guess. Um, Part one today, we're going to talk about how physically on this planet, we're not alone and we've got a lot of support and a lot of help. Part two will be next week, and that will be more about the spiritual or intuitive side and how we are not left to ourselves or to be alone spiritually. And so anyway, this week, uh, first, we're going to talk about the physical. And Christina and I, we both have been, we both love the outdoors and we both love moving our bodies. And one of our favorite things to do is to run. We are runners. (laughs) And um, I remember uh, Christina's ran races. I've ran races. Um, Tell me how you feel when you run a race, Christina, like how, or, or when you just run to exercise, how do you feel when you run? I feel free. If I had to say it in one word, it'd be freeing. I think running for me is like all liberating. (laughs) It's so great. It's like your whole body, all your systems are headed in one direction and you're making something happen. You're like physically Mm -hmm. moving yourself and it's just, it just feels so good. (laughs) I like that word free. Cool. So Today, I want to share a story about when I ran my marathon. I've only done one full marathon in my life, and that was that was a lot for me. I, I loved doing it. It was a great accomplishment. But um, so this story starts out back when I was 24. It's been a while. Um, and I was a, a school teacher at the time, and I um, it was summer, and I found this awesome group of friends that I could train for this marathon with. And we would go running a lot during the mornings and the early morning hours and get our long runs in together. And a lot of times on the weekends, we would do the long runs and I'd run a lot on my own during the week. Um, But that summer, kind of towards the beginning of the summer, I was at a family reunion And Christine and I just went to a family reunion. We have these awesome family room reunions with tons and tons of people. And anyway, I took the opportunity to go run one of the mornings of this reunion. And um, when I ran, I twisted my ankle and I hurt my my ankle and I kind of rolled it and I thought, oh no, now I'm not going to be able to run my marathon. And I this was a goal I'd had for a long time to run a marathon. And I just wanted to say I had done it, that I had done this myself. And so anyway, um, I came back to the cabin where we were staying and my dad was there and I was crying upset. And my dad's a really uh, wise kind of intuitive guy. And, and he said to me, cause I said, I know I'm not going to be able to run. And he said, he told me, you're going to be able to run. 
and the savior will run by you. Um, and so that to me was really special that he believed in me, that I was going to be able to do it and that the savior would help me finish that race. So let's fast forward, did lots of runs, lots of training, all my long runs. And when you run a marathon, you never actually run the 26 miles beforehand, I guess, unless someone's running a lot of races at one summer or something. But for me, I was running this one race. So I only ran, I think I hit 20 or 21 miles for my longest run before the 26.2 miles, right. Of the race. And I was running in Logan, Utah. Um, well, outside of Logan is where the race starts. It's the top of Utah Marathon. And so you come down this beautiful canyon and you kind of go into the valley and you follow along and, and there's beautiful trees and canyons and water and it's beautiful. And then you you end up in Cache Valley in the middle of, of town there. And, and it's just this beautiful park where you end up at the end. You go past the LDS temple there and it's just a beautiful, beautiful run. And so I was excited to do this race, but I was, of course, nervous. And um, I was trying to get a certain time. You know, everyone has their goal. And I wanted to definitely do it under four hours. And so, you know, I'm, I'm nervous and excited and all the things. And I've got my, we have water stops and Gatorade stops and, and goo stops and all the things. And so anyway, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm running down the hill and I'm feeling so strong. And I, I ran really quick um, for my time. I, I was doing awesome. And my dad and mom saw me at the bottom and they're like cheering me on and went another five miles and, and they were cheering me on again. And I saw them again and, and then kept going. And as I got closer to uh, being in town, being closer to the end of the race, I got to about mile 23. And I hit a wall <laughs> and I know everybody who's a runner has heard that term or experienced it, but it was just like, I had no more energy and I was just exhausted. And I, I thought, I, I can't, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> like I worked so hard and I'm right here. And my mentality when I ran, cause it's a mental game when you run, right. And you're doing these long miles. I mean, I, there's people who do those hundred mile races and I don't even know how you do those if you're one of those people, but <laughs> for me, I would tell myself I've only, uh, I just got to do another mile. How many times have I done a mile? I, yep. I can do another mile. And then I would, I would just talk myself into the next mile. And so every mile I did, I felt, you know, oh yeah, I can do one more mile. How many times have I ran a mile? And so that was my mentality. And, and I thought, okay, I can do this. And at about mile 23, my parents saw me and my dad looked in my eyes <laughs> and he knew that I didn't have a lot of strength left and he knew I needed some extra support or that I could use some extra support. And so he just started, he got me water, I think, and I never stopped to drink, you know, you're running and it's pouring down your face because you want to keep running. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he got me a drink and I'm drinking and running. And as I'm going, I look to him and he starts running with me. And number one, my dad had a, a knee injury from years before and, and he had a surgery and cartilage removed and he was not supposed to run. And he was a runner in his early days and he was really fast. If he had been a woman, a female um, Olympian, he could have he could have gone to the Olympics. Um, but he, 
he didn't have a lot of money to trade and things like that. So he has a, a definite love for running and, and moving his body as well. He's a hike. He was a hiker in his later years because he couldn't run anymore. So he needed something to challenge his body. <laughs> but anyway, so he, he started running with me. And number one, I didn't want him to run with me because I didn't want him to get hurt. And I'm like, no, dad, like don't run with me because you're going to get hurt. Number two, I thought that me running the race, finishing with help from someone else made my race less significant, like that I needed to do it by myself. And so, um, at first I was kind of like, no, dad, no. And then as he started running with me, I'm like, you know what? It's kind of nice having this company. So, okay, as long as you feel good about it, that's fine with me. So he ran with me and, and I appreciated him being by me and talking to me and encouraging me and telling me how, how I was doing on my time and, and that I was running strong and, you know, just all the awesome parent encouragement that he could give me. And, and as I went to finish and I saw the finish line ahead, um, I, I saw that last little bit and I wanted to do it on my own. So I kind of um, gestured for my dad to, you know, let me do it alone. Let me do it. <laughs> and so he went around and, and went towards the, around the crowd and stuff. And he let me finish and run over the line by myself. And anyway, as I finished up and there were, um, people there to cheer me on. I, I since I was a teacher, I had a bunch of my kindergarten students that were, that had come to cheer me on from the year before and ones that knew they would be in my class. And anyway, it was really sweet. And they, um, they brought me little presents and things. And, and even my future husband, Andrew brought me flowers and we were just kind of getting to know each other at the time. And anyway, um, it was an awesome accomplishment and I felt so grateful as, you know, my parents went home that day and I had felt so much support and love and encouragement from all these people who loved me. Um, I started to think about all that had played into my experience you know, the ability that I had had to complete this marathon um, had many parts that had contributed to it. You know, this running group that I had ran with and gotten advice from them about how to increase my speed. And, um, oh, and I forgot to say I did finish in under four hours. I finished in three hours, 47 minutes. And that was a huge accomplishment for me. I felt very grateful that I could even finish number one. <laughs> that my body was able to do that number two, that I was able to finish under my goal. And I, I, um, I thought about my dad running that last part of the race with me. And I thought about his promise to me about how I would be able to finish and how the savior would run by my side. And I really feel that as, um, we have, uh, I, you know, everyone believes differently, but we know that there is a force um, in the universe that governs and that sends light and sends abundance. And for me, that's my heavenly father. And I, I just knew that because my heavenly father loved me and, and he wanted me to succeed, 
even though he wasn't there with me physically, or, you know, the savior wasn't there with me physically, that other supports come in and they help us and they help us to accomplish the things we desire. They teach us the things that we're missing. They help fill in those puzzle pieces that might be missing for us to move forward in our life. And I, as I look back on my life, you know, um, first off, our our uh, reunion, we had a really cool reunion just barely. And the theme was, I am strong, you are strong, we are strong together. And or we are stronger together. And as I've been thinking about my dad and how he ran this race with me and all the elements in our lives that support us and strengthen us and family members and people around us, friends, as Christina shared in the last podcast episode about how awesome friends are. Um, But as we have desires to move forward in our life or as we have problems, sometimes we think I've got to do this on my own for it to count or I am alone. Um, And it's so important for us to remember that there are people out there that have things, knowledge, experiences, um, insight to help us to move forward on our journey. And so um, for me, as I look back, I think, okay, how did I learn to shift my mindset? How did I learn to give up old patterns? How did I learn to let go? I really didn't know how to let go and um, to forgive at a deep level, I didn't really know how to heal or to allow myself to heal. And as I think about how did I learn these different things, I know that I learned those things from other people, from people showing me. And ultimately, it comes from the universe or from God or, you know, your higher power who loves you and wants you to succeed. But he knows those people and those situations and that knowledge that you need to move forward for your next step. So as I look at problems that I've had in my life, like I used to see that me and my husband were not on the same page and and that his ideals and, and the things that were important to him didn't match up with mine at that time in our life, or that I see that I had depression and I couldn't see how to move forward in life. And I I definitely saw where I lacked and where others lacked, but I didn't know how to shift and get to a point where I could focus on the positive and have like that happiness advantage in my brain that would help me move forward where I'm looking for accomplishments and looking for the good and and finding gratitude and uh, moving forward in positive ways. And so, and I also, I didn't think I could do it. Like I thought I was alone and so I thought that was all my resources and I knew that I couldn't, or I knew that me and the things that I knew and me and the things that my husband knew and the things that my kids knew wasn't enough to move us forward. And so as I look at how I was in the past and realized that I didn't have those tools and those abilities to move forward, I think I had to hit an ultimate low in my life of telling sad stories and being in a sad space to like really want to move forward and to start doing things that I had never done before, to take risks, to have faith in in that things could be better, to believe in myself that I could move forward. 
And so you also need support. You need accountability. You need inspiration and motivation. You need people to care about you. You need people to show you a better way, a better way of thinking, a better tools to help you move forward. And instead of sitting back and holding on to the old and feeling like there's no way to move forward, um, you just need to know how to put your focus in a different area and how to know that that things could change to something better. And the way that I've learned that, like I look back and say, okay, how did I learn to heal? How did I learn to overcome my depression? How did I learn to shift my mindset? And it was by reaching out and finding tools to help me. And I love how Christina talked about friends in her last episode. And really all the mentors and people who have things that can help us uh, to move forward are friends. They're our friends to help us move forward, to help us understand things at a new level and to open ourselves up. And that's what we, we need to do is we need to be in this space where we can open ourselves up to that earthly help and to heavenly help as well. We're going to talk more about heavenly help, help next week, but you need to open yourself up to get help and not say, I have to do it alone or not say I am alone, but and not fear, you know, not fear that, oh, it's not going to be there, or I'm not enough, or I'm not going to be able to do this, or to not have that pride where it's like, I want to do it all myself. It doesn't count if I don't do it myself. Um, but fear will hold us back. And belief or faith that, hey, God or my higher power or the universe, which has all abundance, which has all goodness, which has all answers can help me move forward and will lead me to the next step that I need. Um, I think about just in a day, if you feel all alone in, in a day of your life, if you really look physically, if you have nobody around you, say you're at home alone in your apartment, if you really have no one around you physically, are you really all alone? And like, think about the air that you have that's supporting you. Think about the sunshine that's shining outside or shined three days ago and is helping grow food to sustain you. Think about the farmers that are out there in their fields collecting food for you. Think about the truckers that are out there driving the food to the grocery store or the grocery store workers that are helping you check out and get those things home so that you're supported. Think about the doctors that are there um, and nurses and things like that. Like I think about when I gave birth and it was like, I want to do this. I'm kind of an independent person. I wanted to have a natural birth. Right. And so with all of my kids, that's how I went about it. But I needed a nurse to help me understand how to push my baby out the first time I needed a doctor there to help me know what was next and check my child and make sure he was okay. Um, I needed my husband's support there to cheer me on. And so we, we really, in a day where we might think we're all alone, like we could stop and say, how am I supported? And really think about how many elements and people have played into us being where we are right now. Think about your parents and how they gave you life. Think about teachers in your past. Think about um, family members who love you and support you. And really, we are never alone. And I mean, maybe physically we look like we're alone and we look around and no one's around. But if you start to think about all the ways you're supported, um, it helps you get unstuck in your mind to where you think sometimes you can't move forward, that you're not strong enough, that you don't have the help that you need. But to have an affirmation and a, a belief that you're inviting all in 
that can help you and support you, that you're receiving everything that you need to move forward to do the things that you need to, the things that you're here to do. Um, well, I, I have lots that I could share on this, but I think I'll just end with one time that I, I did a meditation and um, I was, uh, of course, in a hot bath. That's my favorite place to meditate. <laughs> Any of you that know me love the hot bath with Epsom salts and essential oils and a chocolate here or there. I always have a huge glass of water just so I don't have to ever get out. <laughs> could stay forever. But anyway, so I'm doing this meditation and and I, I was alone at the time. This was actually when my husband and I were divorced at that time and, and I was home all alone. And um, as I closed my eyes and started to just let my mind open up to whatever, to receive whatever would come, I started to see how I was supported by the bathtub. Like my rear was sitting on this porcelain tub, right? in the porcelain tub, my back was against the back of the tub. And then I could see the next layer and it was the wood, the subfloor under my tub. And then I could see under that and there were posts and beams. And then I could see under that and there was my basement, the cement floor of my basement. And then under that was the earth. And under that was the core of the earth. And so it was like, wow, like, look how supported I am. Like you think about your body and it has to have the right amount of pressure from the outside and the inside. And those opposites help to keep everything in balance. And it's the same for us. We have everything we need to be supported. And there's so much to look in and, and realize, wow, I am supported. And maybe you don't feel very supported or you feel kind of alone, but maybe take the time to do that activity to write down how you're supported either by people or by elements or whatever is supporting you in your life so that you can see that you, you do have more than just you and that you can be strong and others are strong and that together we have even more strength and opening yourself up to, Hey, um, I'm going to invite all everything in that could be helpful or supportive to me for my needs. And it's pretty awesome whenever I do that, like, okay, something awesome is going to happen to me today. I'm going to connect with someone really cool. And then I look and after I've set that intention and I meet the coolest person at the grocery store or somebody cool messages me um, on social media or whatever. And it's like, wow, we're so connected. So get out there and connect. Christina talked about friends. I hope you did your activity last week of connecting with a friend. And I hope this week that you take the time to see all the ways that you are connected physically um, on this planet to have the things that you need, whether it's food, whether it's medical help, whether it's um, support, like that people care about you. And however that is, however that looks, make a list and allow yourself to open yourself up to receive more. I have a mentor friend who told me the other day, I'm opening myself up to receive whatever comes to me, whether it's a lawnmower or someone wants to go to lunch or whatever. So seriously, open yourself up to receive and to allow more flow into your life of good things. I think sometimes we close ourselves off like I can't handle anymore and I've got too much going on, but open yourself up to receive the good that will come in as you let it. And anyway, Christina, do you have anything to add as far as you know people that have maybe touched your life? Um, to help you know your next step or how you felt supported physically? 
Um, I think the main thing I want to talk about is for a minute is your mindset. Like, I feel like you can really change the way you're feeling. Like if you're feeling alone, like you said, sometimes you're feeling like super alone, but you're in that mindset of I'm super alone. My husband's at work. My kids are at school. I don't know anyone in this town. I'm all alone. But then as you, like you said, if you do an exercise or if you just change your mindset and start thinking about, wow, I'm super supported. I have a wonderful husband. I have these amazing kids. I have this, I have aunts, I have uncles, I have in-laws, I have a sister. And you, you look at how you are supported. You can change that in a few minutes by changing your mindset. It's all mindset. And so I think that if you are in, you know, a low state or you are feeling lonely, Stop focusing on how alone you are and stop focusing on, you know, how lonely how connected. And, and yeah. Start focusing on how connected you are and it will completely change for you. So that's, that's awesome. That I, I love it. It is all in your mind and the experience you have is in your mind. So it's where your focus is that mm-hmm. makes the biggest difference. For sure. Cool. You could feel all alone at our reunion with 150 people because of where your mindset is, or you can feel supported and like, there's all these loving people around you where your mind is, you know? So I think that's, uh, yeah. One of the main things that you can work on if you're feeling alone. All right. Well, I have an oops moment for you. So last night, um, my husband's working nights right now and I don't sleep very good when he's not in the house. I don't know why I've been known to have nightmares. And last night, um, I went to bed at about midnight. I usually go to bed a little bit earlier cause I get up around five 30 every day. Anyway, I was like, if I go to bed really late, I'll be super tired and I'll sleep really good. And I go to sleep at midnight and at 1am I am awake and I have <laughs> knocked down half of the blinds. I tipped oh. over our fountain and light next to our bed. I cracked, not my phone, but the phone screen, which was a brand new screen protector. Cause I have, I have the ones that are glass so that it really protects your screen. I cracked that and I don't oh, know how, no. um, because Sheesh. of a nightmare. So my oops moment was my nightmare last night. It was really wild and crazy. And I actually think I need to get help because I've been having really bad nightmares lately. So, <laughs> oh, wow. I'm that's sorry. So then I spent the next like 30 minutes crying in the corner and fixing the blinds. And I brought my dog in to sleep with me. <laughs> Yay. See, you're supported by your, your dog. Was it Roxy that came in? Yeah. Sam would not come in the house. I like opened his cage. My dog sleep in kennels and he would not come out of his kennel. He's like, I'm not going anywhere with you. It's one in the morning. And yeah, this is like, where I sleep. What leave. are you doing? Like, well, where are we going? She like jumps in bed with me. I'm like, come snuggle me. Oh, cute. just fine. But That's anyway, good. if you have the problem and it's not going away, then maybe you need help. I've realized that now I'm going to get help for my get that support, time. figure out that next I'll, step. I'll update you on the next step of that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay. <laughs> Awesome. Thanks everybody for joining us today. Go out and um, reach out and feel supported. If you don't feel supported, then find out how you are supported and um, open yourself up to receiving more support and blessings in your life. And they will flow in and then recognize them when they come, write it down, celebrate it. Thanks so much, everybody. Have an awesome week. Are you ready to make forward movement in an area of your life? 
relationships, money, organization, health, or happiness? We want to help you get the results you've always wanted and the happiness that you are worthy of. And so we have started a movement to support you in making these positive changes in your life. Arise Now is the best place to start when you are ready to get better results in life and you want positive support, effective tools, and strong motivation to make it happen. And that's why we started our movement, Arise Now. Arise Now is a supportive, fun, three-month-long program where you will learn tools, techniques, and mindset shifts to move forward in your relationships and goals. In Arise Now, you will have the support to set and accomplish three personalized goals. You will receive 12 valuable one-hour live trainings. Enjoy daily accountability and enjoy a safe, supportive community to start arising and thriving now. Visit AriseAndThriveLife.com today and register so that you can get all the support, training, and accountability to start arising and thriving in your life.